Today's show is sponsored by KiwiCo. KiwiCo is redefining play with hands-on projects that build confidence, creativity, and critical thinking skills. Get your first month free on select crates at kiwico.com slash real. We love the Enneagram memes and there was an amazing, <laughs> I forget the account, but it was something like communication types or how you communicate with your Enneagram types. And literally there was like the eight and the yeah. nine were like polar opposite. It was like the nine basically said something like that. Like they don't know what they need. Out. They have to be drawn out. They have to be asked a bunch of questions. They don't know what they need. And then the eight was like, the only way they communicate is like, don't is people have to tell them exactly what they need just tell me and the because truth. they can tell people what they need and tell them the truth. It was just <laughs> hilarious. Hey guys, welcome to the real life podcast where we talk about exactly that every single week, real life, which means some episodes might be about a fight we just had, some episodes might be about potty training since we have two toddlers, and some might be about eschatological realism because I love thinking and talking about deep theological things. And maybe we'll talk about all three of those in one episode. But we hope the show feels like hanging out in our living room with us, drinking a cup of coffee as we discuss faith and family and culture and Jesus. Me and my lovely wife, Alyssa, are your hosts, and don't hesitate to hit us up or reach out on social media to say hi or comment on this week's episode. Enjoy. What's up, guys? I'm Jeff. I'm Alyssa. Welcome back to the Real Life Podcast. We're talking about faith, culture, and answer your questions. Okay, guys. I said that fast because I want to jump right into it. Here's the thing. If you... We don't tend to make part one and part two episodes. This is that kind of episode. So if you... Listen last week. Then yes, you'll understand this. And if you haven't listened <laughs> to last week, go listen to last week. Because um, we kind of want to just jump into it and not give up on a ton of context and precursors. But we're talking about this this concept where we believe one of the main messages that God's bringing to us. And hopefully, I think a lot of the world right now is that it's a chance to have our hearts return home. Mm-hmm. We talked about that doesn't mean in the conflated way of just like to marriages and just to, you know, love your home, et cetera, even though I think that's part of it. Single, married, not married, you know, young, old, young professional, family, kids, no kids, et cetera. I think that, that God's calling us to return home. And we mean home in the sense of belonging, in the sense of ordinariness, in the sense of, you know, the place that we go to bed and wake up every morning as a metaphor for uh, faithfulness, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and so, yes, we, we, we want to do a part two because we had a lot more to say on it last week, but we didn't want to do a straight up, you know, revival Jesus culture song episode, you know. <laughs> And what I mean by that is I I, make, I can make fun of worship songs all the time because I love them all. Like when you love everything, you can just totally make fun of them. I, there and is like, a time and a place for those songs. There is a time and a place for the 17 minute one song track. <laughs> and that time for me is pretty much never. <laughs> uh, I'm more of a like three minute, say the chorus once, I praised him, we are good. But if we shall repeat this for 17 minutes, <laughs> right? You cannot force the Holy Spirit to come. He will come or he will not. Singing this song over and over again won't make him come. In fact, it might make him go, okay, guys. Okay, I'm not coming until you stop. (laughs) I'm joking. I'm joking because I love it all. I love Bethel. I love Jesus culture, the music, of course. You know, I'm not going to get into every particular theological discourse on every worship, you know, passion, Bethel, et cetera. But we love all their music. Their music's fire. Elevation, passion, Jesus culture, Bethel. Give me the two-minute song. Give me the 17-minute song. Give me the Kim Walker where she's laughing and saying, ha, 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 and all these things with Jesus, holy laughter. I'll take that. And I'll take the very concise Chris Tomlin, good father. I, I will eat at the Golden Corral Old Country Buffet of all worship music. But 
you know? <laughs> like the Waymaker, by the way. So Waymaker is one of my favorite songs, guys. The Waymaker. original. Because you know, that's like that's one of those songs that like seven people have done now. So like who even knows, you know, it's by. The original is written by, I, shoot, I can't pronounce her name right now. But I believe she's uh, uh, African, but I can't remember. Sinak? Yeah, it's like Sinak. I can't remember what country. Is it South African? I'd have to look that up. But her rendition is the original. She wrote it, I believe, and it's incredible. And yeah, and she brings the she brings the tongues at the end. She, she's like just saying "Waymaker," you know, "Promise Keeper," and then ah, butchers it. I'm like, <laughs> I love it, I love it. And I'm I'm not a tongues guy, but man, that song is fire. And I'll take the tongues version over the regular one any day. But yeah, where were we at? <laughs> what, what do you got? What do you got? You got anything? No, oh, babe, you're getting some gray up in your hair. Yeah, guys, oh, silver, silver fox, silver fox, Steve Carell vibes, you know. What Steve Carell? That's who you consider as a silver fox? Yeah, he went to a silver fox fast. Not even. Yeah, I wouldn't say he's a silver fox though. I would. He's my silver fox. Silver fox is like um. Well, I don't know any actor names, but I can picture them in my head. Well, here's the thing about Steve Carell, guys. He went fast, meaning like, how many people do you know where like they go gray from like brown to gray I in like a shocked. year? Yeah, yeah. Ari is a silver fox. He's suddenly gray. Oh, is that isn't that the bachelor guy? Yeah. You can't pull bachelor stuff on me. Oh, I can. But we've we've been out of the game for a few years now. Years, yeah. Okay. Okay. Return home. Return home. <laughs> Waymaker. Glory. Um Yeah, but we had a lot more to add. And so what We're gonna make it a seventeen minute song. Yeah, we are. Exactly, exactly. So tell us more. Well, I think there's so much more there. I think that, yeah, first of all, hopefully last week was encouraging. Go listen to it if you haven't. I think that was kind of the crux of it. But I think there's still more of the flesh out there of, man, of like, what what does that mean on boots on the ground? Meaning like, how are we, take that, so take our life. How do you feel like the Lord is actually, because I think last week we were kind of saying the the general, the heart, the philosophy, what we feel like the Lord's doing prophetically um, and from a restorative spirit, renewal spirit. But then, yeah, how is this, what are you feeling? How are you seeing this kind of come home to us? And, and what does that mean for you? And like, and all that. How about you answer that? I don't know if I would answer that question particularly, or <laughs> I could think on that in a second. I think okay. one thing that is standing out to me is one thing I am loving that's allowing our hearts to come home or that just is constantly beating that drum is I feel like we're getting such good practice. And we've been like, we you know we talk about rhythms and all these things and we've practiced our ideal week and Sabbath for like Five years now, if you go super far back, a couple of years, you know, year, two years or so, probably more on the like trying to get the cadences of the days, etc. Mm-hmm. But I would say, um, the reps were the the kind of the ideal perfect reps we're allowed to get right now because there's nothing that's just like radically upheaving our week. Mm-hmm. I think has been really helpful. Now, yeah. not in the sense of one thing we don't we're not saying is like we don't we're not saying that like oh we get to have our ideal weeks and perfect our rhythms. You know, and it's not perfect when like we get back to normal mm-hmm. life and there's small groups and there's dinners and no, that is real life. Real life is where we live, where we want to live. We want to have our weeks disrupted. We want to have our weeks. We want it to be different. We want to be invited places. We want to do things. Like, <laughs> we're not, that's not what we're saying. What I am saying is having a certain time that does feel like it's more accelerate. It's allowing us to accelerate the process of practicing Mm -hmm. because of there's less distractions. It has been really helpful. Yeah. And I just mean like, I think we're just like, you know, we've always been a family that goes for walks. We've always been a family that does Sabbath. We've always been a family that does some of these things that I think a lot of people are discovering. We've always been a family that gardens. We've always, all these things that a lot of people are discovering right now. But what's interesting is 
it's it's almost let us double down on those. Mm-hmm. Meaning, like, I feel like, oh, but we've gone on more walks now than even when we said before we, as a, we did as a walking family. We've done, yeah. Our Sabbaths have been more special than they even were before our normal Sabbaths. Like, mm-hmm. there's something about it that's just, like, it's drilling these things down to really become powerful. And we're really being able to... It's giving, like... How do I say this? It's almost giving, like, a really clean... Uh, case study or sample size or like uh, way to like really just tweak it to be like oh this is working this is not working not yeah. like oh what was the variable that made that not work was it that we were you know busy or different or whatever mm-hmm. does that make sense mm-hmm. yeah so it's kind of this. totally so and then I, I think that. with that then I think the it's been really good for our family the fruit of that is I think um, that that we're getting able to um, just like really hone in on the ideal week, but more, mm-hmm. you know, which I think is always the goal. You never solve, you never get to your ideal week. Uh, you get better and better at it, but you never get perfect. But I think that's the, that's the goal of spiritual formation. That's a little nugget too, by the way, I would say to people that I think a lot of people forget. A lot of families either try to shoot for the ideal day or they try to shoot for the ideal year. And one of those, the, one of those undershoots, one of those overshoots, I think the goal is to shoot for the ideal week. Mm. The week is the thing that repeats. The week is the thing we're meant to live in rhythm of. The week is the thing that is um, spiritually, I think, part of our identity. All the other ones are. Like we are daily creatures. We are yearly creatures, seasonal creatures. But notice how the week is the only thing that actually has no external reality that should hold us to a week. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Yeah. So like the day, there's external realities that hold us to a day. The sun goes up, the sun goes down. Mm-hmm. There's external realities that hold us to a year. You know, the rotations, uh, you know, uh, another year around the sun. Um, and so, but week, there's nothing. There's nothing external that actually holds us to a week. Mm-hmm. In like the solar system, in the night, in the day, in the science, nothing. Mm-hmm. But yet, it's still a reality. You know, yeah. and there's people, there's, you know, you can go back to early communist Russia and some other places that have tried to disrupt the seven day right. week and it just like crashes and burns horribly. Yeah. Um, which shows me, I think the fact that there's no external reality, but yet it's so fixed, I think shows that that's even like, this is very much God's way. The mm. seven day rhythm is God's plan. Live in it and <clears throat> make it ideal. And if you can live your ideal week over and over, the, the goal is. And I think that's just big enough, but just short enough. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Uh, If you try to shoot for your ideal year, that's overwhelming. Uh, If you try to shoot for your ideal day, you can't pack enough into that. Mm -hmm. The ideal week is like, oh man, if you can live your ideal week and then just repeat that for 50 years, you will live an ideal life. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's very doable and manageable to live an ideal week. Six six days and then one day of rest. Six day, one day of rest with certain parameters and stuff like that but. well and that's why i think this season is so special and it, this isn't true for everybody because of course there's healthcare workers and people that are working a lot and some families i feel like we're being are being even stretched more because their husbands or them are required to work more than they ever have for before. sure healthcare workers etc so yeah Pastors. we want to be super sensitive there yes, yes but yes. if you're not one of those i i feel like the lord is giving us opportunity to just say like what are the priorities? Yeah. Like, what are the big stones that you're going to put down in your pillar and all the other gravel and all the other rocks that you want to put in? You can decide if you want to add those in or not. Yeah. And so I think it's allowing us to really be like, what do I want my weeks to look like? What do I want my life to be about? What, yeah. do my, what does my family need? What is a pressure that I put on myself that, or my family that we really don't need? Yeah. You know? And yeah. like... What are the priorities? And I feel like that's a really sweet season that we've never had in history to just really be like, oh, these are what 
our healthy rhythms. This is what keeps me sane. This is what fills me up. This is what fills our kids up. This is how my husband and I can connect. And I think not being able to have all the noise really allows for that. Yeah. Hey guys, Jeff here. I wanted to take a quick break to tell about one of this week's sponsors, a new sponsor, but I'm so stoked because this one is such a cool, perfect fit for our family. And that is KiwiCo and the Kiwi Crates. Now, you've probably seen them. They're incredible. They're awesome. The coolest part is we've been getting Kiwi Crates for uh, over a year now, I think. Um, and then they just approached us last month for sponsorship. So I feel like it's really cool because we absolutely love them. Kinsley loves them. All the kids love them. Now, if you don't know... Essentially what it is, it's this really cool, awesome way to facilitate and encourage kids with science, art, tinkering, uh, building, and projects, and all these different types of things. So there's a science or art subscription box for kids, and it's tested by kids, and it's more fun than any game they can play. And I think we love it because we always want to try to foster that creativity and that building, tinkering spirit, and Kiwi Crates are perfect for that. Uh, I still remember some of my favorite ones. I mean, there was this really cool one with rocket ship building where we read about that and then she built this little cool pump action one. There was one that was really cool with ice and uh, food coloring and teaching about certain things there. Uh, I can go on and on. It was really, really awesome and we absolutely love them. Now, again, if you don't know, basically what it allows you to do is get super cool hands-on science and art projects delivered to your door every month. Um, and it's just really fun. It feels like Christmas. The kids love it. They know what the box looks like. Um, super high quality too, and high quality materials and real engineering, science and art projects. Um, and it encourages them to be innovators and creative thinkers. And I know for us, that's like super high on our list. And so we absolutely love it. And they have different crates for all age kids, koala crate, panda crate, kiwi crates. We've gotten some for all three of the kids before. So you can learn about individual projects from the KiwiCo store. Uh, if you don't want it to commit to a whole subscription also, there's no commitment. So you can pause or cancel anytime. Now, again, KiwiCo is redefining play with hands-on projects that build confidence, creativity, and critical thinking skills. There's something for every kid or kid at heart at KiwiCo. So get your first month free on select crates at kiwico.com real. That's K-I-W-I-C-O.com real. Before I toss back to you to talk about the practicals of what I asked in the beginning too, of like, well, how are we really bringing the boots on the ground here? I'll say one more thing. Um, Cause I agree. I think there's two tracks here. I think there's one of like, for most people that I've been talking to, <coughs> excuse me, guys, <coughs> Mike, you know, you guys know, if you listen to this podcast, I got throat problems. So <laughs> welcome to the real life podcast. Um, especially when I'm taking my asthma medicine, it is 10 times worse. So there you go. Uh, one thing I'll say is, um, most people are in the track, I think right now of what Alyssa just talked about of like not, you know, I think people in ministry right now are super overwhelmed, people in the medical industry are super overwhelmed. If you're not in that and you're kind of like just kind of like at home, you know, like there's everyone's getting transitioned, et cetera. But you know what we're talking about. Um, I do think this is the best opportunity for a reset for your family you've ever had. Yeah. So take advantage of it. Or your own it. life. Yes. And lean into it. And that's why we've even done our five day challenge with family teams and all these things we're trying to deploy because we feel like, man, we want to serve you guys because this is the best time to just get practice like you've never had a better uh like everything's wiped clean like you mm -hmm. can like you can just implement so much right now in a helpful right. way yes in yeah. a non-overwhelming mm -hmm. way rather than try to fit it in in little like mm -hmm. crumbs uh you know good stuff and doing out with the bad or whatever so you get to kind of rebuild yeah. and start from scratch i will say before task to us to let's talk about us some more uh to the i do want to speak speak a word of encouragement over you know pastors yeah people in ministry doctors, nurses, anyone who's, there's probably more, but anyone who's really feeling like this crisis is just putting their family in 
intensity mode, war mode. Um, I just want you to be encouraged that we're praying for you. We're for you. We're in your corner. But also don't think you need to be something you're not. Maybe because some other people are resetting. Some other people are doing some things. And like that, if, if you're not, if you're in the in what one of those domains I just said, you're not in this season then. Mm-hmm. And what I mean is like, don't feel guilty. And it's okay to feel like you are on the front lines of a war right now because you are. You are. And you're our war heroes. Totally. Right now. And wartime is different than peacetime Mm -hmm. and front lines is different than the people that are farther back in the barracks or whatever. Right. So like you have to use that metaphor and that analogy of like you are on the front lines and people on the front lines of war live a very different life than citizens Mm -hmm. and live a very different life than people in offices or whatever. And so be okay with that. Uh, and people on the front lines are very shrewd, meaning like just the things that matter are only the things that matter. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And that's mm-hmm. it. And like, mm-hmm. and so I would say that. And then one encouragement I would say is notice soldiers in wartime, you know, hold tightly to one or two rituals, one or two rituals that can really, really deeply give you meaning, right? Whether it's lighting a candle at night and saying a prayer, whether it's make it something tangible too, not just something mental. Uh, make it something mental that might have an attachment to something physical, like a prayer, but then with a candle or something like that. Um, maybe it's, you know, like I, I get this picture of soldiers, you know, like, you know, just brutal fighting all day, brutal front lines and blood and weapons and cannons. If it's old time war, it's, I was just listening to Hamilton soundtrack recently. So that's how I was thinking <laughs> of that, you know, all this stuff. But yet every single night, you know, they come back after, you know, to, to eat with their fellow soldiers and mm. they like hold hands and say a prayer before dinner or something like that. Like, there's still daily rituals even in wartime that soldiers hold to Mm. um, that anchor you, that hold you down. And so whatever that is, make that, find that, hold super tight to that right now because I do think that little thing that rituals, especially in crisis, carry you. Rituals, rituals in crisis are almost Mm -hmm. like the gurney that like, that like kind of carry your, your kind of a body when it can't carry itself. Mm -hmm. But so that's what I would say. And so find that, search that out, yearn that and ask yourself and be a, to, you certainly don't want to misplace yourself in what place you are. Like if you're on the front lines, but you're telling yourself this is a reset time, that's not going to be helpful mm-hmm. right? or, or reverse. Right. So uh, yeah, that's what I would say. But And it, it'll be hard if one of you is on the front lines and yeah, your totally. spouse isn't. Yeah. And so, well, really though, your spouse is, it's just, you're serving in a different No, exactly. Capacity. I think all oh, the whole family is if yes, one is, it is yeah, yeah. as a team, but I agree. Yeah. So Okay, but yeah, so then just last couple minutes for us, what what are back back again to that that reset. I think a lot of families are wrestling through that. How would you how would you encourage a wife out there specifically listening, watching on YouTube? Um we're just like, man, yeah, I am feeling like, yeah, our life got disrupted, our life got upended. Mm-hmm. You know, we're we're feeling a little scared and fearful about, you know, bills, the economy, loss of job, but we are home right now. We do have time with the kids. Maybe they're little, maybe they're old. What do I do? How do I kind of bring some semblance of normalcy? Stuff like that. How do I start hitting the reset button <laughs> without getting overwhelmed? Maybe that's a better way to put it. Yeah. Um, you know, that's a really hard question. I feel like I've been thinking about that since this all happened. And um, if I'm honest, I feel like the thing that has helped me the most is at the very beginning, Jeff and I kind of felt, I think we mentioned this on a podcast. No, we didn't. We talked about this in another thing, but before, right when COVID started, we felt this bubbling up of, we need to like restructure. We need to reschedule. We need to figure out how to do this. And it really was like last year was really, really hard. 
And then there was a few months around Christmas and right after where we all were sick and there just wasn't that much work to do. And then we went on a month long trip. And so we just didn't have like normalcy and work for a really long time. And so we felt this like we need to reschedule and figure out how to do this. And we were, I was breaking down a lot. I was like, I don't feel like we're a team. I don't feel like we're one. Um, and Jeff just kept saying, just tell me what you need. Tell me what you want. We'll make it happen. And I was like, I, I'm a nine. I can't just tell you what I want. Like, I don't even know what I want. Guys, literally, we love the Enneagram memes. And there was an amazing, <laughs> I forget the account, but it was something like communication types or how you communicate with your Enneagram types. And literally there was like the eight and the yeah. nine were like polar opposite. It was like the nine basically said something like that. Like they don't know what they need. They have to be drawn out. They have to be asked a bunch of questions. They don't know what they need. And then the eight was like, the only way they communicate is like, don't is people have to tell them exactly what they need just tell me and the truth. because they can tell people what they need and tell them the truth. It was just hilarious. <laughs> so that's pretty much our marriage. Um, <laughs> so anyway, I say all that to say I felt really, really loved and served when Jeff said, tell me what you need. What, what do I need to do to just like make you feel loved, make you feel like we're on a team and to set you up. And so I sat for a week trying to think about it. And I came up with like five things and I told him kind of fearfully, he's like, okay, let's make it happen. And so we rescheduled um, our weeks in order to fit these things in. And I feel like, and when, when you were talking about returning home, returning to your family, I also think this is an opportunity for us as humans just to return to, this might sound super Ourselves. cheesy, but yeah, yeah, return to ourselves. To like yeah. really find out Our whole selves, what yeah. do I need? What do I need that makes me feel alive, that fills me up, that refreshes me, that makes me connected with the Lord, that I, where I'm not burned out, I'm not, yeah. um, you know, unhealthy. That. I'm my yeah. most healthy self. And so I feel connected like for to the me. Lord, connected to yourself, connected to the ground. Yes, just connected. We talked connected. about two weeks ago, yeah. And so for me, I almost feel like this season, and it's all related, and I think it's cool that it applies to whatever season you're in. It's been a returning to me in a sense of like, what do I need to be um, most connected with the Lord, to be the mom that I want to be and need to be to my kids and to be a loving and faithful serving wife. And I feel like implementing these little things into the week is what is sustaining me. And I feel like, wow, I feel like my, I feel human. Yeah. I feel healthy. I feel, and I'm not saying it's perfect. I'm not saying I don't get frustrated and I don't sin and I don't, all those things. But I feel like um, I'm remembering what, who I am again, yeah. which sounds really silly. And I feel like I can't even totally put a finger on it. it. I know you can say it, but um, yeah. And so I, what? All yeah, that to say, I think just encouragement for women out there to see this season as um, a cultivating season, yeah, like a time to really dig in and remind ourselves of who the Lord is and who are we in Jesus and what do we need to be the women that he is calling us to be, to be holy, to be faithful, to be loving, to be, um, yeah, just to yeah. be like the flourishing in a sense yeah. which seems so crazy that we could flourish in a season that feels so hard and heavy and death yeah. but we can if we are um 
abiding in Christ and really finding that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And if you if you're part of our homeroom community, this last couple of minutes has really resonated, or uh, you've heard it because mm-hmm. the, that's the month we're concentrating the whole month of leveling up our, our rhythms as marriages and families, and it's fun to see two thousand of us go through that together. Um, and this next part, you'll remember from our BTS too, but our behind the scenes video we we sent out to you guys last week. But I, I totally agree with what Alyssa said. And I want to talk to the, the husbands. I feel like if you're listening to this, you have to believe that it's better for everyone if you take ownership over doing everything you can to set your wife up for success. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. not her job to do it. I mean, it's everyone's job to be responsible for themselves, but it's also incumbent on you to do that for your wife and your kids and it'll go well for you. And, and I kind of use this analogy, I think in the behind the scenes video for homeroom that it's like, it's kind of like the compound interest game or like the investing game when you're young and broke where like, you know, if you're in college and you start investing, you know, you, you already feel broke. You don't want to give in college. You don't want to give another $10 a month to something <laughs> that you feel like you can't touch. Right, right. Like, I don't want to put another $10 away. That's just like going to disappear. I'm already broke. Right. But you, we know that literally that's how you get wealthy. It's literally how you get wealthy is that time over time, compound interest, if you invest early enough, even when it feels like you're you're broke and it's hard to even give two cents, that if you do it that early, man, you will be wealthy at 30, 40, 50, 60, you know, as long as the interest adds up. And I think that's true with that. You might be thinking, oh man, I have no more time to give. I have no more, like they need to take care of themselves. I'm taking care of me or whatever and I'm working and blah, blah, blah. But if you can just give a little bit more effort, a little bit more time to uh, setting up your wife for success, you know, even when you're maybe mm-hmm. time broke or energy broke, you will be spiritually, maritally, and familially, is that a word? Wealthy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so I think that's huge. Two, yeah, I mean, what's funny is we've done this forever and with our marriage and our family, but we never took it as deep. We never took it, and we did do it kind of, but we never took it this layer deep personally for you mm-hmm. what i mean by that is like we've always and we've talked about this you guys are not untold you guys are totally familiar with this if you followed for us for a while we talked about like our pillars and we've talked about also our pillars of the week like we, you know every week we kind of work backwards from we have to have a date night we have to mm-hmm. get some time with the kids we gotta you know we schedule the things that are most important and then we fill in all the gaps not the reverse if you fill right. in all the gaps with just like you know what you're getting invited to and blah, blah blah then you have no time for the important things we've talked about that we've done that for a long time but that's always been like with the, the marital activities or the family activities <clears throat> But we've never done it for just like you, mm-hmm. and you were realized, and we realized that that was getting kind of we weren't doing that, and so then it was getting kind of uh, wasn't flourishing. You weren't flourishing, and so we had to work backwards from your priorities. And so yeah, yeah, we literally wrote them down. And I will say, let's we'll be honest. Like I remember when I told her that whatever a month ago, I said like, tell me everything you need, make a list, and really think about it. And I remember saying like, I might not be able to give you all of them. Right, right. <laughs> and that's true too. Like let's so you got to be. There's a give and take in marriage. It's a dance for everyone. We're all working together as a team. But I said, like, I, I remember saying that to you. I was like, I don't think, we, I don't, whatever you bring to me, I'm not guaranteeing you we can do it, <laughs> but bring it to me. I need a 10 hour spa day every day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no. But I remember saying that. I said, hey, bring everything you have. I'm not going to guarantee that we can do it all, but let's like rank them and look at them and pick yeah. some and whatever. And, and, and honestly, we actually could do them all. You know, they were, they were, I wouldn't say small enough because that's not the right word, but like, uh, they're manageable enough. We can do them all. Yeah. And, and it was like five or six things. I was like, you got to go for a walk every day. You got to have this time. You got to have a break. You got to have a writing thing. You have to blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay. We looked at our spreadsheet of like our schedule. We can fit it in. We can put it here. We can move. And we tweak and we tweak and we adapt. And we, <laughs> I said tweak funny the second time. Um, But yeah. So all that to say, we'll wrap up here in a second. But I think. um, All that to say, yeah. I think it just really helps to feel. So then I have joy when I'm serving and I know. And I love then like sending 
like if Jeff wants to go spearfishing or whatever, do something that fills him up. I'm like, of course, because it's just a give like a constant, yeah. like we're giving and selfish selflessness to each other. Yeah. Um, but I did want to add real quick. I could see where if you're listening to this, it could be like, well, that's really cool. You know, returning home, being our healthy self. Um, but like as believers, aren't we meant to be on mission and like big disciples and, you know, like yeah. it's not about us. It's not Who about family. Who wants to take that? You or me? Well, wait, I just wanted to add to that. Okay. So that is so true. But I feel like this is the moment for us. I feel like this season I've had more of a kingdom mindset totally than I have in the last seven years. Mm-hmm. I feel like being able to serve my family. I'm like, Oh, I am discipling my kids. I'm shepherding yeah. them so that they will hopefully one day know Jesus and walk with him and love and trust him. I get to, and I think this is a season not returning, returning home. Yes. But also like service, like I'm thinking of people and I can send them a card. I can FaceTime them. I can send them a package. I can really like look into the grocer's eyes and say like, how's your day going? Totally. Are you doing okay? I feel like even more their, so than ever. I never knew their ever, name was the grocer, on, but yeah. <laughs> right, grocer? No, I think you're right. I just never thought about that, but yeah. On mission. Yeah. And I think we get to be healthy so that then we can pour out God's love on other people. If we have an empty cistern, we have nothing to pour out or what we do pour out is really weak and like i don't know i just yeah. know what i'm not poured into as a mom my love comes out real icky for the kids yeah. like i'm impatient i'm totally. i'm loving but i may be resenting but if i'm like abiding in christ and letting yeah. his holy spirit fill me i can pour out so much more i was gonna say the same thing everything 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 you do that will have a lasting impact can only flow from you having been home you know metaphorically spiritually or physically uh jesus himself couldn't have wasn't the jesus we know or didn't have the impact that he did without being so home (laughs) first Mm -hmm. you know not just physically like by the way first of all the ordinariness the faithfulness he had for 30 years god himself still chose to be home to return have his heart at home to flow out of for those three years on mission but even even if you take the heaven earth analogy he was eternally at home Mm-hmm. He was forever at home, right? In ultimate relationship with God the Father before he went on mission to us on earth, right? Mm-hmm. That's a, There's yeah. a sermon there. <laughs> oh, I'm going to preach that later. <laughs> um, but y- your heart has to be home and, you're, and that's where stuff flows from, right? Intimacy, belonging, the things we said home are uh, Which is ultimately week, so. always in Jesus. Exactly. And that's where I feel like true hope comes because even if you're struggling in your home right now, in your marriage, with being a parent, there's your weaknesses are laid out on the table. Um, if you, yeah, live in a broken home, you can have ultimate hope that you belong to Christ and that he is exactly. our security. He is our safe place. He pours into us. He fulfills us and he loves us just because we're his, not because of our performance or the things that we can do or produce. Exactly. So that's the encouragement I want to leave you guys with. We hope this as a little bit longer two week multi-episode part one, part two was encouraging, man, mm-hmm. that, that, that the Lord 
has us seeking his heart, seeking his face on, and ask the question, how, how God do you want me to return home right now? How God do you want our family to return home? Uh, how are you calling us to your heart, to your table, to your space, to the place of belonging, the place of being seen, the place of vulnerability uh, in ways that we were not noticing before? Ask yeah. those questions. Uh, and I think the spirit, the, the spirit and his power will uh, illuminate and bring fresh revelation there. Mm-hmm. So um, we love you guys. Go listen to a 17 minute worship song. <laughs> and we'll see you guys next week. Bye.